Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday. We're in the season of ordinary time, and this is the 18th week after Pentecost. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Visit us with your salvation, and sustain us with your gracious spirit. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the living and abiding word of God. A reading from Philippians chapter 3. If anyone has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, that somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to lay hold of that for which Christ has laid hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have laid hold of it. But one thing I have laid hold of, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal, toward the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us, then, who are mature think this way. And if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. We might know that St. Paul insisted that righteousness comes by God's grace through faith in our Lord Jesus, and not by what we do according to the law. When we put our faith in Christ through the preaching of the gospel, we are made righteous before God. We see this happen to us vividly in our baptism. This is basic Christian teaching, but what we may not realize is how personal that confession of faith is to Paul. 
He lived an exemplary life, zealous for God's word and law and the traditions of his ancestors. He lived scrupulously according to the commandments and prayed regularly. He had every privilege, and he excelled in the ways of righteousness. And all of this led him to persecute and seek to kill the followers of God's Messiah. When Jesus confronts Paul on the road to Damascus and asks him why he is persecuting him, Paul is forced to face what must have been a soul-wrenching realization that the law that he thought was making him righteous and leading him closer to God was actually leading him to violence against the very thing that he desired most, to fear, to love, to trust in God, to be faithful to a God who is faithful to him. But now by faith in Jesus, Paul receives the promise of all that God has desired for Paul and all that Paul himself has desired. By faith, Paul is welcomed into God's kingdom and all of his sins were forgiven. And all that he had thought was so important to his righteousness, he has lost so that he can lay hold of his of Christ through faith. A couple of weeks ago, we heard how Paul opened this letter by longing to be with Jesus, but was resolved to continue to serve Jesus here and now and to continue the work that Jesus had given to Paul. Now this morning, we hear Paul tell us that he longs to endure the sufferings of this work so that he also might be like the one that he trusts and loves so much, like Christ, both in faithful suffering and maybe even more so in the hope of resurrection to eternal life. And all of this flows from this faith and this trust in Christ that God has put into his heart. His trust in Christ's promise and his love for Jesus and all that Jesus has done. And Paul then opens, offers up his own spiritual life for consideration by the more mature in hopes that, that we too might cultivate this as a way of walking by faith, throwing off both the sins and our good works from the past, of losing all and focusing on Christ and his resurrection and our goal. By returning to our baptism, where we entered into that water and entered into his death, and then were raised in the promise of resurrection to new life. And then going about the work and the life that God has called us to do here and now, today. We have yet to receive the fullness of the gift that God has promised us in Jesus Christ, the resurrection of the dead, the life of the world to come. But we trust that it's on its way. And so we press on. We press on in faith and in love for God and for one another, doing those things that God has called us and given us to do here and now, putting our trust in Jesus. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us to show mercy to our forebears, to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, and for the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else, are we grateful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all through Christ Jesus, our living Lord. Especially now we pray for those who govern the nations of this world. For people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for people living in neighborhoods afflicted by violence, and for all who are working to bring about peace. For the sick, in body and in mind and in spirit, for the despairing, for those who mourn and grieve, for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else, for what else, do we pray? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. Amen.